Welcome to Leading from Alignment, a weekly podcast from Converge Coaching, where our passion is to help you lead better, lead longer, and enjoy it more. Hello again. Welcome to another episode of Leading from Alignment with our good friend, John Opaluski, and a surprise guest. Go ahead, John. Take it away. Uh, well, good morning, Jim. It's good to be with you and, and uh, good to be with our guest, uh, Jenny Catron, today. Uh, it was really fun visiting with you guys a little bit beforehand, uh, just catching up. I, I always enjoy that. That's that's actually my favorite part of all of this is, is spending time with Jim and, and our guests. Um, so Jenny is with us today. Uh, Jenny has been on our podcast before. And I want to tell you a little bit about her, and then we're going to dive right into the questions. Uh, uh, Jenny is a leadership coach. She's an author. She's a speaker, and uh, she travels and speaks at conferences and churches all across our country, and uh, really with a focus on helping others develop their leadership gifts and, and to lead confidently. And boy, if we ever needed uh, yeah. confident leadership, well, we need it now. And uh, Jenny has founded an organization. She's the founder and CEO of the Foresight Group. And uh, that organization consults on leadership, team culture, and organizational health. And, uh, and, and the uh, subject that we wanted uh, to talk about today is, is the impact of culture on the organization you lead. And uh, so, Jenny, thank you for joining us again. We know you're busy, and thank you for carving time out to be with us on the Leading from Alignment podcast today. Well, John and Jim, thanks for having me. I always enjoy our conversations, and uh, so I hope they're helpful to others, too. But I know that I always benefit from being able to spend time with you guys. So thanks for having me again. Right on. And before we forget, Jenny, my wife says hi because she loves you. You're, I you know. are in many ways all that she wants to be when she grows up. You know, Tell her uh, I said hello. We've got to connect again soon. Well, along the lines of connecting, you you have been doing so much recently. I, I got to participate um, as an observer in your online seminar that you guys host. I know the Foresight Group has been busy. Just catch us up. What's happening in your world? And sure. uh, how can people you know connect with that on some level? Yeah, that's great. Well, we have. We've been busy. We obviously, our passion is cultivating healthy leaders to lead thriving organizations. And, and so we do that through a lot of examples executive coaching with ministry leaders and, um, and then working on employee culture. Like how do we create a team that is aligned and effectively working together? And that's really like our heartbeat is, you know, I think, especially in ministry, uh, our first congregation, so to speak, is our staff. And so that's what we really try to do when we're working with, um, with ministry leaders in particular is, is help them develop uh, a culture that, is compelling, engaging, aligned with who we want to be and ultimately helping us accomplish the work God's put on our heart. So that's our, that's our heartbeat as an organization. The reality is uh, it is a complex environment for teams right now because of everything that COVID has created. It's just created a lot of complexity. And so this summer we were able to host the culture conference and that's what you were referring to, uh, Jim. And what a, just a great opportunity. We did an online virtual conference called the Culture Conference, had some amazing speakers, both Phenomenal. in the marketplace. Yeah, yeah, just and highly generous. Like I, I cannot emphasize to you guys how from Carrie Newhoff to Patrick Lencioni, Deanne Turner, um, uh, Jerry Hurley from Life Church. I mean, just a remarkable group of people who 
believe in the health of teams and leaders so much that they, because this was a free conference. And so uh, they all were so generous in giving their time and their, their thought leadership to it. So we, we were able to do that. We had uh, almost 4,500 people a part wow. of the conference. So that Fantastic. was, yeah, such a, such a gift to be able to speak into so many leaders and their teams. And then, um, but you can still actually catch the culture conference. We just are releasing a team edition where uh, you can take each of the individual sessions. And then we have a guided workbook so that you can take it and use it like a team development tool, take the sessions, do a, do a discussion with your team around each of the topics. And there's like some conflict management sessions. There's how do we, what do we value as a staff and how do we make sure that that guides how we work together. So uh, that all releases um, here within the next week. So I'm sure by the time this airs, the team culture edition is available and uh, you can go to our website to find that, getforesight.com. But um, I highly so recommend it's been, it. it's I, I didn't a lot of work. Every, every, uh, every one, but I, the ones that I saw were all just top notch. And Thank I thought you. I read this guy's book and now he's in my family room talking to me about being a leader. That's pretty cool. It's, I'm, I really, I, I, again, every one of them, I just kind of pinch myself because they were so incredibly generous and, and wanted to invest in leaders. So it, Mm -hmm. it it was, it was a fun experience, but I'm not going to lie. It had, it it had us busy. Um, (laughs) and, uh, and we're grateful as a, as a team at foresight, but we're still kind of catching our breath after doing that event this summer. Mm -hmm. So that's what to answer. That was a long answer to your question of what have we been up to? (laughs) You've been up to a lot. That's why. So Jenny, uh, as you uh, work with organizations across the country, what are some trends, recent trends that you're noticing? Sure. Yeah, I think, you know, so again, I'm going to be looking at the dynamics of team and leaders and all of mm-hmm. that. Some that's going to be my bias because there's a lot of, lot of things that, that we're dealing with. But uh, a trend for sure is just the fatigue of leaders, that mm. leaders are tired. This has been hard. Yeah. And I think in some ways, it's like, it's almost permission to acknowledge that because most of the leaders that I'm talking to, they, uh, you know, we feel the responsibility of, of leading and helping chart the direction and help guide others. And after a while, if you haven't had a chance to rejuvenate, refresh, um, that, 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 uh, that fatigue is just, is real. And so I definitely see that. And I think the my encouragement there to leaders is, hey, make sure you've got some support, uh, you know, whether that's just a peer group, whether that's a coach, whether, right. but like, don't, don't do it alone because I think you're, we're just, we're just tired. So I see that. Mm-hmm. Secondly, uh, our teams are tired and our teams are, uh, they're fractured because to some degree, we're all still doing a little bit of hybrid uh, office work. We're, we're even trying to figure out what is our expectation of, uh, do we all come back to the office? And I, there's varying degrees of this, uh, depending on where you are in the country and, you know, and what you've, what decisions you've made, but our, our staff have different expectations. They're dealing with different dynamics because they still are juggling, you know, complex family dynamics and so forth. So as much as we, in some ways are, are, trying to live with the virus and kind of keep doing life. It's, it's, it's created complexity for everybody on our team. And so that's created some fractures and communication because we're trying to help everybody manage and make the adjustments they need to make to, you know, 
deal with kids schedules and uh, and or work from home some or whatever the, the situation might call for. So what I'm seeing is I'm seeing fractures in team uh, connection, culture, yeah. just because of all of these other external factors weighing on us. Jenny, uh, I'd like to kind of probe that a little bit with you. Um, I don't know if this is the same thing, but I've noticed uh, with our clients that there is this, you use the word fracture uh, with teams. Um, I'm, I'm noticing more of a siloed experience as well with leaders where, I mean, they're doing their thing, right? They're taking care of their department, but the collaboration yes. seems to really be um, uh, less than it used to be. And I think it's causing um, some real problems. I mean, is that similar? Am I talking I was about the say, same I think, thing? I think you articulated it better <laughs> is, yeah, I think that um, in some ways, because we uh, just out of out of a need to focus or at least control what I can control. And mm -hmm. then I'm not in natural proximity as much to other coworkers where we're, we're, where we are just naturally collaborating. Uh, and right. I think again, when we all ended up having to work from home for whatever period of time, we've, we built new habits and behaviors. And yeah. so then we were out of proximity to other people to just con naturally connect or, Hey, can I get your ID thoughts on this? Or give me, you know, speak into this for me, or, Hey, can you pop into this meeting? Because I really think we need to make sure kids ministry is speaking into this idea that we have for first impressions or, you know, whatever it might be. And, um, so then we've just gotten laser focused. And like you said, siloed in the area that we're in and we, we have, we are not naturally engaging and collaborating. And so I would say, I think you said it better, but that's exactly it. Um, okay. And I, it's understandable, but I think that's where we as leaders have to have to recognize this is, this is the drift. Mm -hmm. And uh, that, that doesn't, that's not going to ultimately lead to a great destination if we don't course correct. Yeah. Thanks for that. So, that's so good. We've been using the word culture uh, quite a bit, but I wonder if you wouldn't take just a minute and say, when you say culture, you know, there's like the, the European culture or there's the yes. bowling alley culture or the, when you say culture, give us a working definition of what you mean when you say we're helping, you know, develop an organization's culture. That's a great question, Jim, because there it is. That word culture can be used for a lot of things. When I'm speaking to it, I'm speaking about specifically the dynamics of a team. And mm -hmm. my definition of culture would be um, how we work together to achieve our mission. So mm -hmm. it's, it's clarity of who we are and how we work together to achieve our mission. And so clarity of who we are, how we work, and with the goal of, because we're a working team, we're, we're, we're doing this to achieve something together. So that clarity of who we are and how we work, and uh, the how we work is kind of the linchpin there of what's that, because we've all been a part of, a, of a, an organization, a, a culture within an organization where it was energizing, exciting, collaborative, you loved being with the people that you're with, yeah. And we've also, most of us have experienced the opposite of that, where it's like, oh, I dread going in or having to call this person or talk to this person, or um, we can't get anything done because everything's kind of like quicksand organizationally. And yeah. so that's what we mean. Who are we and how do we work together to achieve our mission when we're yeah. talking about culture? I, we, we talk about to our congregation, we talk about the culture of our church. I'll, yeah. I'll say, you know, culture is one of those things that works for you, even when you're not working, continues to speak when the sermon's over with. It's what, so right. do when, it's what people do when no one tells them what to do. 
It's, it's become our, our culture. Would you agree with that as a, as a working definition to some degree or part of a working definition? Yes, exactly. Because it is, it's an overflow of who we are. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and it exists whether we acknowledge it or not, right? Like, so there is a, I often say, when you think about the places that you enjoy going to, you know, it might be um, stores or environments or something. And you go there because you like the culture. You like the experience. You yeah, like Home how Depot, it makes sister. you. Home Depot, preach it. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> right. Or you don't go there because you don't like, I, I, I joke all the time um, because years ago uh, when circuit city stores were still in business, my yeah. husband would always want to go to circuit city because it was actually just convenient to our house. And I would beg him to go 10 miles down the road to go to Best Buy because I, I just did not like the circuit city culture. The environment was kind of dingy and, yeah. you know, the salespeople I think were paid on commission. So they kind of swarmed you. And it was <laughs> like, uh, and I clearly was not very engaged in the store in general. And it was like, they still were like descending upon me. And I'm like, can't you tell that I'm not the one shopping? It's what, you know, um, so it, I feel it's just an example of that's the, in a very simplistic form, that's the environment um, or that's the experience culture creates. And that's why it's so important, especially in, uh, so obviously I love Jimmy, you use the example for your church, like the culture you create, the, who you are as a church is either attracting or repelling people, right? right? What they experience when they walk in those doors is either attracting or repelling people. And the yeah. clearer we are about who we are and how we work or serve together to achieve our mission, um, the, the, the more distinctly, I mean, cause we have some leverage over that culture if we're intentional with it. Sure. And then the same is true for our teams. And, you know, so creating an environment where employees are engaged, they want to be there. They want to accomplish this mission. And let's yeah. be, let's be honest, ministry teams, you know, we're, we're never overstaffed. We're typically understaffed. Um, you know, our job descriptions and our to-do lists are longer than we have hours in a day. Our, our salaries are not, you know, like we're not here for the money is in ministry, right. I hope. Um, and so we, you know, part of our responsibility as, a, as leaders is to make sure, hey, how am I creating an environment, a culture for my team that attracts and retains the, right. the best people? Because there's also, you know, we're hearing so much right now just in culture at large around the, the great resignation how the high levels of turnover, people are rethinking priorities, what matters to them, where they want to be. And that is going to affect all of our teams. And right. so again, clearly I have no passion around this topic. <laughs> <laughs> but I think recognizing that Leah's, we as leaders have influence, a great deal of influence yeah. over that and, and realizing that creating an environment that um, our employees want to be a part of is one of the best things we can do to keep great yep. talent and great leaders. And, and Jenny, uh, Jim and I just did a series of podcasts on this subject. It's so, it's, so it's very fascinating that you're pushing up on this so, so hard. Most of the things I believe that are retention specific don't cost you a dime. That's right. Yeah. I mean, uh, appreciation, clarity, yes. um, celebrating the right behaviors and I think holding people accountable for the wrong behaviors actually yeah. improves morale, right? And yes. and I think I think that sometimes we think we have to pay the most money, or we've got to have some sort of you know gizmo, 
yeah. or, or gadget that will keep people when it's just those some of those basic uh, exactly uh, right. behaviors, right? And yeah. and and so I'm I'm just uh, I just feel like what you're saying is just reverberating what we've been talking about. I think this team, you know, you talked about what you're seeing. Um, we're I think we're seeing similarly the the struggle to hire retain uh, teams. And then when it's time for them to move on, there's a big struggle there too. And, and so this whole idea of culture, I, I want to ask you, why do you think culture has such a huge impact on organizations? I ne- I didn't learn anything about culture in college. Right. Right. Why, why is it so important? I have some people say culture schmulcher, you know, like it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Can you speak to that? I, yeah, yeah, and I, I, I get that all the time. I, I, I was joking. I was talking to somebody earlier today, and I said, I don't know why I decided to do the work that I feel like is such a hard sell sometimes, um, but I, it's clearly what God has given me a passion for, and it's what I what I hope for. And frankly, it's what I experienced in some of my early work experiences. Is I was a part of a great organizational culture. And I didn't even know it because it was just the, my first work experience mm. as a 20 something. Right. Um, but um, remind me your question. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, why does culture have such a huge impact on oh, organizations? Yes. 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 Um, so uh, a lot of times I will think about it this way. If uh, you know, we all want our organizations to grow, we want them to grow up and to the right. We want to see growth. I don't think growth is bad. I think it's God ordained. We're supposed to fill the earth and subdue it. We're supposed to make disciples of all nations. Like those two commands are there's an implication of growth in them. So I think there is a, there's, there can be a very healthy desire for growth. So I don't think growth in and of itself is bad. I think how we approach growth is critical, but um, I think that desire to grow and, in, in in, you know, speaking to a lot of church leaders, that desire to reach more people with the, with the hope of the gospel is a good desire Yes. to achieve that growth, that up and to the right um, pr- trajectory I say that there are like three core building blocks to support that. Hmm. Um, there is purpose. Why do we exist? What's our mission and our vision? So what's our purpose? Um, the third block is our plan. How are we going to, how are we going to make that purpose happen? Um, and so we need the plan. We need the strategy. The middle block is people. It's our hmm. culture. And it's the linchpin between the two. We can't achieve a plan. Um, or or we can't implement a plan that achieves our purpose without our people. And so what often happens, I see this happen in a lot of organizations, particularly in ministries, is we start with a clear sense of purpose. We know why we exist. That mission is clear. It's red hot. We are like ready to go. And so we jump to how, okay, how do I make it happen? What's the plan? What's our strategy? What's our, you know, um, how, how are we going to reach people, et cetera? And we have some people in the mix of doing all of that, but we haven't been intentional with how do I equip those people to do this? Mm. And, and that's where we start to, I I referenced the the term fractures earlier. And that's my visual there is that we get fractures in that people block. um, And our strategy can't hold the weight because Mm. we haven't really built our people to be able to support the strategy, to support that plan. And so think of it this way, a young church or young organization starts clear purpose, really passionate. You've got a handful of people, 
you know, rallying around it, making it happen. We are seeing growth. The plan is happening. And all of a sudden we're adding, we're adding some more staff or we're adding more volunteers or whatever that might be. And then we're asking questions about why did they do that that way? That's not us. That's not Mm -hmm. what we do. Or I can't believe that that happened. Like we would never do that. Or so you start to hear those things in your culture, right? Well, what's happened is we haven't invested in the people. We haven't been, you used the word clarity earlier. Mm -hmm. We haven't given the clarity of, hey, what is important to us? So I often say culture is well-established by clearly defined values that that clarify our behavior. Mm -hmm. So what are the values that guide how we work together to achieve that mission? And so what happens is we're, we're just, we're just feverishly going after that, that, that plan to make, make it all happen, but we've neglected to really equip our people to accomplish that. And when you have a handful of people, well, they kind of catch it. They kind of understand, well, this is the way John does it. So, well, you know, but then as you grow, as soon as you're, as soon as you're bigger than uh, a group that can sit around the table together and have lunch together um, Mm. at a restaurant as soon as you're bigger than that, um, you have to be intentional to teach. Here's who we are. Here's how we work together to achieve our mission. And so I think, so that's the framework for me is that it's purpose, right. people, plan. And we often neglect that people block. And that's where, then all of a sudden we're wondering why nothing's working. It feels like we're just, you know, turning our wheels and like not getting sure. anything done. So I probably belabored that a little bit. No, so. that's good. That's <laughs> good. You know, Jenny, uh, and we're we're really coming against a time here. Um, but I had I have one more question, and I wondered if you would join us for another uh, podcast, another episode. Absolutely, um, so yeah, that this we is could, fun. Because you were you you mentioned values, and I think in the next episode, I'd really like us to dive into those sure. uh, in, in a deeper way. Um, do you do you feel like culture trumps? anything else in an organization like if you've got you, you've got great vision you've mm-hmm. got a great playbook um, it's noble it's god ordained but you have a culture that doesn't support that is culture always win I guess is what I'm asking is it always win or am I overstating it I, I believe it does because um, unless you're a one-person show and mm-hmm you're just going to, you're going to do it all yourself, which even in and of itself, then you have a culture. Um, you just decided to do it all your, on your own. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yes, I think you can have a tremendous vision. You can have a great strategy and, uh, and your culture will sabotage it every time if your culture is not healthy. Mm-hmm. And we've all experienced that, right? I mean, yeah. it, it's the, I, well, I hope we all haven't experienced it, but my, my suspicion is we've all experienced it mm. in that, we, you know, we wonder why we can't get traction and we get frustrated with the team around us. And typically it's because we haven't provided the level of clarity that we need to provide to enable people to be on mission with us and, and, and help create a culture that uh, it just, it kind of, um, I, I, I visualize culture like a riverbed, right. Mm. That, um, the, uh, the culture flows through everything you do as an organization, but sometimes there are dry spots in our riverbed where we have, we have, we have blocked 
the culture. We have um, not in the, in that we've, we've inhibited the healthiest parts of the culture. Mm-hmm. So it's not flowing all the way through the organization, like we would want it to. And, um, and therefore we've got some dry spots, we've got some frustrations and we're not experiencing the, 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 the culture that we really want to experience. So, mm-hmm. yes, I think it, I think it trumps everything. Awesome. Jenny and, and John, thank you so much for just, I, I'm, I'm listening more than normal because I'm, I'm learning so much listening to you two talk. So thank you for the conversation I benefited from and now the conversation that others are going to benefit from as well. And uh, I, Jenny and John, just real quick, how would, how would people continue a conversation? I, you mentioned your, uh, the, the conference that you had, how would they contact that, that content, Jenny? Yeah. If you will go to getforesight.com, uh, it's the word get the number four in the word site S I G H T. And, um, and you can find well somewhere on there, we've got access to the culture <laughs> conference team edition somewhere, um, and, or email me Jenny J E N and I at getforesight.com. But, um, uh, yeah, the culture conference team edition will be a great next step. If yes. you're curious and how do I help create a healthy culture and create some conversations yes. around it? Because every person on your team is shaping culture. So mm-hmm. while you have disproportionate influence as a leader, every person is a part of helping create a dynamic and healthy culture. So yes. inviting your team into the process is a key part of that as well. Yeah. What we say is, is people learn what's important by watching what important people do. So it's, it's important to all of your important people believe all the same things are important. John, what about you? We want to continue a conversation. We, we talked about before we started recording, this has been a difficult season. Uh, yeah. Pastor leaders are tired and maybe some of them are, are thinking thoughts that they would have thought a year or two ago about changing their life, changing the trajectory and not sure if they're healthy enough to make those decisions. How would they have a conversation with you just, to, just for a tune-up, just for a conversation to see if there's something that, that you can help them with? Sure, Jim. The best way for uh, our listeners and watchers to do that is to go to convergecoach.com. Click on the contact us link and uh, that will start a conversation with us. We uh, offer uh, a 30-minute free conversation uh, with us. And if we can help you, great. If we can't help you, we probably know somebody who can and we'll direct you to them. Right on, right on. Well, everybody, thanks for joining us today. It's been a great uh, session here. We look forward to next week as we continue to hear from Jenny and John and their wisdom, and as you continue to lead from alignment.